hello and welcome to The Queer Experience. My name is Eric Carmine. and I am your host of this wonderful uh, actual play we're doing today. Um, today we are playing uh, a fun game that I have found called Witch Punks. Um, it is everything that I want a game to be, which is angry, tackling systems of oppression, and basically burning the earth to the ground around you because you have been done wrong and fuck authority. Um, so with me, I had to recruit some folks to help uh, bring down these systems of oppression. I'm going to have them introduce themselves. Uh, I'm going to start with, we'll go around if we want to do names, pronouns, um, and maybe give me your character name and pronouns as well. Um, and we'll start, actually, we'll start with Future. Uh, hi, my name is Future. My pronouns are he, his. And for this one shot, I will be playing a character who goes by uh, Zero Cool, Zero Z. Definitely not the birth name that he uh, went with, but it's, it's much, much cooler. Um, and uh, Zero Cool, he goes with he, they pronouns. Awesome. And then uh, Richard. Uh, hello, my name is Richard. Um, uh, he, him are my pronouns. And for this little one shot, my character's name is Chase. C-H-A-Y-S-E, because, you know, that's cooler. Um, pronouns are he, him for that character as well. And then we've got Dakota. Hi, I'm Dakota. Um, I use they, them pronouns. Uh, my character for uh, this wonderful uh, session is Anfalia. Um who uses she, they pronouns. And last but not least, TC. Hi, I'm TC, and I go by he, him pronouns. For this lovely playthrough, I will be playing a character named Shade, who also goes by he, him pronouns. So again, so the game of Witch Punks is, again, it's all about, we are... Well, not we, but my players are punk witches who are living in a, what we have created as a world is kind of a, somewhere in the space between dystopia and utopia. Um, I think I described it to everybody in our, in our preps for this as the world is fucked uh, and people don't seem to care or notice. And they're all kind of complacent and fine with that. And not that this is any kind of parallel to 2022 in any way (laughs) whatsoever. Um, none whatsoever none whatsoever um but yeah and so what we're gonna what we'll do is this crew has formed a coven um and they for purposes of this game we have the coven has a goal they have a couple bonuses um and they have a a bane we'll say is what the the rules call it so the coven's goal is that they are dismantling systems of oppression um their their two bonus or boons are that they have a ritual space in an abandoned warehouse and they own a mystical scooby-doo van (laughs) uh and their bane is that they have a nemesis which is an authority figure named chad montgomery the third um and so players just for a couple things for you also know we have a couple locations that are going to be kind of well, they're important. They're in if you if you have the the copy of the book, um, they're in there. Like they're listed in there. But I I pulled three of them out that are going to be for this game. Um, so we're gonna go through those, and I'm gonna ask you 
a question for each of them that I want you all as a group to kind of come to a decision on like, what's the deal? So location number one is the Locust Moon, which is a new age occult store that hosts speakers and workshops. Um, Abigail uh, Kuroda is the shopkeeper and talented healer uh, that kind of treats all of you like her own her own kids. Um, she, she has a very caregiver vibe to her. Now, question. There is a new girl in the shop that always hides in the back when you all arrive. Why does she hide? We're not exactly a quiet bunch, are we? No. No, we're very, very gregarious. Mm-hmm. Lots of noise. I think perhaps she gets a little overstimulated when we arrive. Yeah, and my my character is kind of tall and burly, so can come off as intimidating as well. Um, and I don't, I didn't do that. When we did character intros. Why don't we? Uh, we'll go. We'll go reverse down the line this time. Give us a little bit about if you want to talk about your character a little bit more. So tell us. Um, every character has a has a rebellion. Like what makes them punk. They have their craft, kind of how do they practice their magic, um, and anything else that you want us to know about your person. So let's start with TC. So Shade is an anarchist sage. Um, Basically seen it all, been there, done that, uh, Gen Xer. And (laughs) uh, my specialty is hexing. Because if, you know, I can't get them to do what I want, at least I can make their life a little bit more miserable. I like it. Uh, Dakota, what do you got? Unfalia is a glam punk rocker. I wouldn't wouldn't (laughs) go as far as rock star. Um, But uh, (laughs) they and their band uh, travel around... um, doing little shows here and there and inspiring people to uh, quote-unquote rage against the machine. Um, but she always makes sure to spend some time with the coven when she uh, is off the road. All right. Um, and Richard? Um, Chase is a fed-up punk. Um, his craft is illusion magic. Um, <clears throat> he has an item of power that I think I need to explain. It, it's a little plushy. And due to the um, illus- illusory nature of his magic, anytime a person looks at it, it is the cutest thing they've ever seen. Every time they look at it, it's something different, but it's always the cutest thing they've ever seen. Um, Chase is also kind of tall and very, like, butch mask looking but he always wears pink um with with hints of of purple and black thrown around in there um and he's very stoic um slightly on the side of um uh oh gosh what's the word not exactly surly but just stoic um anyway so yeah, it, it can come off that way, yeah. Um, <clears throat> so yeah, so it's this tall, tall man wearing pink and carrying around the cutest little plushie you've ever seen. I like it. Uh, and future. Uh, 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 so uh, Zero Cool is a maker maven. 
So uh, they have a craft, no, they're like an artificer type, and their item of power tends to be how they use most of their spells and whatnot. It's a Swiss army knife with the anarchy symbol where the Vitorinox logo is supposed to be. <laughs> so, um, um, why did an axe fold out of the tiny pocket knife? Who knows, but that's just how it works. Now, in true punk fashion, it was it. Did they like scrape off the original logo of the Swiss Army knife and draw the other on? Of course. Okay. Okay. Um, I love it. All right. Um, so we do some character intros. Location number two is the D and B building. So this is a multi-tiered hellhole of corporate suites and cube farms. Uh, so real life. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, the D and B in the name are for Dante and Bosch Associates. It's a law firm that was heavily invested in the building's construction. Um, so I need you all to tell me what business in this building has ties to the supernatural. Well, I mean, lawyers have always sold their souls, right? I mean, that's what my daddy always said. <laughs> Right, it just happened to to open up a portal to hell. Yeah. <laughs> uh, 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 heck, orifice of some kind, maybe a a hell mouth. <laughs> Not that we're gonna get copyright infringement on this. Ah, <laughs> copyright? What's uh, that? Uh, That's the hell, hell anus. Hell Fine. <laughs> well, it it might be maybe uh, maybe it's uh, a partnership. Uh, because it is uh, a partner's, that it's also partnered with the Fae. Because the Fae can speak no word that is not true, yet they lie better than anybody who actually lies. And what better for a lawyer than the Fae? Trap people in contracts. It's a perfect marriage. I like a marriage with a very with a very well written prenup, I assume. <laughs> <laughs> I like this idea of like this this like mystical lawyers like firm that maybe it's Faye, maybe maybe it's other magic, maybe they're just really shitty humans, but like everyone is pretty confident that there's some sort of magic at play because they just seem too good. Okay, that's uh, what I was about to ask. Like, is this a known supernatural thing? I yeah, feel like so it's better say, if they just don't pass the sniff test. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the vi- they they don't pass the vibe check. Like the vibes are bad. Yeah. Okay, and then <laughs> the last uh, place is uh, Segments Fall. It is a super hipstery brew pub with beers based on ancient Egyptian recipes. Draws in lots of witches, both punks and traditionalists. Though the business itself has nothing to do with the craft. So the business itself is not adhered to any kind of craft or witchcraft of any sort. It just happens to draw a lot of folks in. Um, The owner slash brewmaster is Aurora Washington. Um, And who do you all have drama with? at this pub. The master brewer is my ex. The brewmaster, Aurora? uh, Assistant. 
Oh, okay. Whatever it it is. uh, uh, He already took chat. (laughs) (laughs) We'll call him Charles. Charlie. Charlie is Shade's ex. And that, I'm assuming it was not an amicable breakup? No. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so quick, just super, super fast overview of the rules. So the way that this game mechanically works is is really simple. Um, everyone has 2d6 dice. Um, as the core rulebook instructed, it's better if you steal them from a Monopoly board game and use those. Um, which I know at least one of my players has done as I saw the Monopoly box. <laughs> <laughs> opened and used for purposes of getting dice out. Um, but basically everyone will, like, whenever a, a, a move is made, the player will roll 2d6 um, based on their attributes, so their their rebellion, their craft, um, their item of power, um, or if they're kind of just generally prepared for the situation, there's some quali- like some qualifiers that will get added or subtracted um, to the roll. Um, and that's more or less it. You, like it's kind of a seven to nine is a mixed bag result. Anything above that is good. And anything below that is bad. Um, so that's kind of it. Um, for purposes of starting this game, what location of those three locations, where would you all like to start your adventure? I'd say we started off at the pub. That's what I was thinking. Classic of TTRPG course, starting yeah. place. Let's queer the central perk. <laughs> oh, good. Certainly I... needs it. And you guys oh, right. always recommend this pub of all the places. <laughs> I mean, look, if, if if the food was any worse, I wouldn't recommend it, but the food's really good, so deal with it. Yeah. It's not my fault that your ex got me hooked on the beer here. Right? <laughs> he at least right. makes a damn good beer. So, I'm gonna set, we're gonna set the scene. So you are in this super hipstery brew pub. Um, you, and the, the, the pub itself, I would, there's, I would say there's probably like an unofficial line kind of drawn down the middle of like all of like the punk witches tend to gravitate towards one side of the bar. The more traditionalist witches all tend to gravitate towards the other side of the bar. And ne'er should your paths cross because um, that could lead to problems, which maybe you all like causing them. Who's to say? Um, so you all are here. It's a fairly busy. Um, we're going to say it's like a, it, like an afternoon. We're going to call it like a Monday afternoon. Um, if we have days of the week in dystopian worlds, um, it's a Monday afternoon. You all are at the brew pub. Why, why are you at the, why are you here? Why are you at the fall on this Monday afternoon? I would, Oh, sorry. No, go ahead. Uh, I was, I'm thinking, um, the return from a long trip of our, uh, band person vision or Dakota has returned and we're celebrating. Yeah. I like the it. reviews I... were wonderful. 
<laughs> I'm freshly back from tour, and I need to get a taste of my favorite Egyptian food and beer, even though it's going to be slightly awkward for Shade. I don't care. I mean, <laughs> look, if if I didn't do things, if they were slightly awkward, I would never leave this warehouse. So, you know? It's been slightly awkward for years. You guys get a rise out of it every time. I don't know why, but you do. All right. So you all are, are hanging out. Um, you see, um, I would say, like, you, you notice that the vibe from, like, the traditional witch side of the room is a little colder than usual. Um, there's always been a little bit of controversy because you all are, you know, trying to break down, like... all of the things that are wrong with the world and they've always been kind of the like no we must practice magic in like the proper way and we must adhere to laws and rules and it's very annoying um and you do see somebody over there um amongst all of them her name is naomi moonlight um and in the the book i had to you have to create some npcs for for everybody to engage with i'm just gonna read the description because i think it's fun um, Naomi Moonlight is one of the traditionalist witches in town that needs to take the broom out of her ass. <laughs> so she's she's chilling over there. You see people kind of gathering, chit-chatting. Um, and again, like there's a lot of side-eye heading towards like your side of of the the pub. Um yeah, I guess would any of you like how 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 does that land? Like, how do you all feel about that? I mean, what else is new? I just stare back at her. Chase just doesn't care. I just continue staring at her. She like locks eyes with you for like a minute, and like she almost looks like she's trying to stare you down for a second, but like it's a lock eyes. It feels like an extended time. And then she just kind of goes back to what she's doing. You see, like, roll her eyes. Um, and got to go back to, like, they're having what looks like um, these, like, fancy cocktails that have little, like, cloud, like, billowy clouds coming off of them for, like, dramatic effect. Um, and I'll course, order uh, one of those oh, as well. <laughs> what'd you say? I'll order one of those. Mine's going to be pink, though. Little pink clouds. I mean, are you really going to go in with what they're ordering? I thought, like, you were better than that. We're here because it's good, not fancy. It's it's a dominance move. <laughs> okay. Um, so as you all are, as you all are, are sitting there, uh, um, Chase, you, you order uh, what you order you order the beverage and it, it comes over and you get this like pink it looks like a cosmopolitan almost but it's got smoke coming off of it um in dramatic effect and like when you go to take a sip like you can't even really feel the smoke it almost you would recognize it's it's just very basic illusion magic mm-hmm. like it's not even actually fancy cocktail making it's just illusion magic i take I, I i drink it staring at naomi the entire time she doesn't seem to care. Like she's she's mm-hmm. gone back to talking with all of her people. Um, as you all are sitting around, um, you notice a a couple. You notice a flyer kind of fall like 
like there's a little, we're gonna say there's like an upper balcony kind of area in the the bar um and you notice like this flyer kind of falls onto your table um that says uh wednesday night at the rooftops of dnb the ritual shall commence and we shall reclaim our place at the top of the chain. And then it kind of has some like kind of weird markings at the bottom. Um, and there's a symbol on the corner, which you would identify very quickly as a symbol that is used of the more traditional, witch category uh, of the of more of that population. Does anyone else feel weird out by this flyer that's landed on our table because it doesn't exactly vibe well with me yeah I, I can't tell if it's an invitation or a warning i'd say it's in poor taste but that's it, that's about what we accepted from you know that crowd um and so as you all are sitting there looking at the flyer somebody somebody kind of comes running by and sees you with it and goes to who's holding it right now who I'll be holding. Who would have picked it up? Was that Chase? Yeah, Chase can be holding it. Okay, someone comes running up and grabs it out of your hand and says, "Oh no, no, this wasn't for you. This wasn't for you." Excuse me. I reach me. over and grab the hand that's grabbing it. You can leave that here. Um, it may they, not have been attended for us, but it landed on us. So they have a close, they like are making a, like closing their hand around the flyer and they just yank and rip the flyer. You still have their hand, but they have ripped the flyer. Hmm. I mean,. You guys put it on a flyer, so, like, what, are we not invited? Um, and this, the person you're looking at, um, they are kind of just very well, like, well kept, like, they're, they're very put together, um, kind of a very, like, bland clothing, almost like maybe they're going into, like, not like an office kind of a job, or... They're definitely not punk. Like you can tell that much from them. Like they're not they're not punk in any capacity. Um and they just they're kind of looking like it this this was not it was not for you. Um please let go of my hand. I'm not trying to start a problem, but you seem to be. Well, you're the one who came over here and decided to rip things out of our hands. I let him go. And you kinda like shakes his wrist a little bit uh still holding the piece of paper so all you have left is like all chase has left is like two sides of the paper (laughs) uh with nothing on it except for like the little symbol probably in the corner for the traditionalist witches and the person like scurries away um and kind of runs over to the other side where you see them kind of conferring with uh naomi moonlight That was, sing- oh, that was singularly uh, unpleasant. I would like to use my illusion magic to recreate the middle portion that was torn. So I can show the rest of everybody. 
Okay. Uh, so that's using your magic. So this is our first dice roll of the night. Um, so go ahead and roll 2d6 for me. Well, that's a five. <laughs> and you'll get a plus one because of your uh, your magic, your craft. Okay. So which six. Which still makes it a six, which is still a failure. <laughs> um, I guess I didn't so, read everything clearly. <laughs> So what happened was that you went to go, like, you went to go recreate this flyer, but the illusion magic coming off of the drink that you had got mixed a little bit with what you were doing. And instead of recreating, like, the 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 actual flyer, you just kind of, like, made more smoke. <laughs> and then it starts billowing out of the glass onto the floor and... Like, everyone's kind of stopping and looking at, at you all. Um, also, Richard, you can take a charm for that. Okay. And remember, so with the charms, you get the either plus one to your roll, or you can... I know it has, like, two types of questions, but basically you can ask me, like, a direct question as a player. And I have to answer you honestly as a GM. And the idea here, it is metagaming, but it's intended for, like, if you get to a spot where, like, you're stuck a little bit and you just need to be, like, nudged that you could do mm-hmm. that and, and get a little bit of, of insight. Well, um, that, that didn't seem to work. I was trying to show you all the rest of the, the flyer in case y'all didn't see it. I mean, I got a decent enough look at it. There's something shady going on at D and B, which I mean, there's always something shady going on there, but this seems especially shady. Yeah, on the rooftop, I think it said. Did anybody catch the date? Uh, these traditionalist types always go with when the moon is full or when the moon is empty, because, you know, it's not convenient or anything. <laughs> so as, as you all are having this conversation, the other side of the room, they all get up and leave. On mass, yeah. Like after, like someone went, like the person went over there, and like showed them the flyer, looked at all of you, and then they all kind of finished their drinks and they bounce. Oh well, maybe it's right now. Mm. Uh, show of hands, everyone who wants to uh, see what's going on. Well, I've never had a problem being somewhere I'm not wanted before. <laughs> and I never need an excuse to finally leave this bar. Let's go punk some shit up. Um, as you're getting ready to like walk out towards the the ex like the front entrance of the door, um, uh, Char Charlie bumps into Shade uh, as he's coming in for his shift. Um, he does like a he like bumps into you and he goes, "Oh my god, I'm so uh." Hmm. Hmm. Oh, hi, Chaz. He just, like, looks over at you, and he just kind of grunts for a second. Can't you all go... Can't you go fucking anywhere else in this goddamn city and then walks away? Always nice to see you, Chaz. He (laughs) He flips you off as he's walking back into the back of the bar. You know he hates it when you call him that. That's why we do it. He gives good reaction. Me, and yet you still make me come here. 
We don't make you go anywhere. You choose to come with us. I choose to go with my friends. You just happen to go to the bar that's run by my ex. (laughs) Well, this is why you don't shit where you eat, sweetheart. Can we go All right, now, so. please? <laughs> so what are you all attempting to do right now? Well, can we stop by the warehouse? I need to get a couple of things. Yeah, I mean if you all want like if you all wanted to go back to the warehouse, you're able you can do you can go wherever you want at this point. I'm gonna say I know we're not really gonna be. I like to, you know you know, being raised by MacGyver as a kid. Thank you, reruns, cable television. I like to make sure I have everything I need just in case something goes awry. And hmm, something's going to go awry today, I feel like. Don't forget the quarter and the two pieces of duct tape. And the chewing gum. And Can't the forget the chewing gum. I've already right. got a paper clip for you. Oh, perfect. See, hey, that one time really did come in handy, right? Got us out of those handcuffs. I didn't see you complain about the paper clip then. That was the one time I didn't want to get out of the handcuffs. <laughs> you didn't, but I didn't want to be handcuffed to you for any longer than that. Fair. Fair. <laughs> All right, so you make it back to the warehouse. What What are you gathering? What are you, what are you signing well, up on while you're here? Well, my corner of the warehouse is full of toolboxes, random bits and pieces of scrap metal. Basically, like someone took an erector set and kind of dumped it into the corner there, didn't put things mm-hmm. away properly. So you're going to see uh, Zero going in and out of the drawers, muttering to himself, just kind of thinking, mm, do I need this? Do I need that? And since wearing up just a big old overall, just stuff is just disappearing into pockets that maybe or that weren't there always before, but hey, they're pockets now. Chase um, has a room in the corner that he lives in, um, so he goes goes in and a few minutes later comes out wearing an entirely different pink suit. <laughs> Alright. Uh, um, Dakota, what's your character's name again? Onfalia. Onfalia. What are you doing at the warehouse? Um, I'm just tuning up my violin, um, making sure everything is set and ready to go. Um, but ultimately, kind of just filing my nails after I do, waiting for everybody else. And Shade, how are you recovering from the uh, interaction with your uh, with your ex? I go to uh, my bar and grab a uh, finger of scotch and throw it back. <clears throat> Shouldn't you drink it? I was drinking it. That that was <laughs> a joke. <laughs> Uncultured swine. Um, Look, I, it's not my fault you developed a drinking problem. It's not a problem. Uh, it's actually going quite well. That was an airplane reference. <laughs> We're doing you good. People, We're doing great. You people don't appreciate peak cinema. Um, so while you all are at the warehouse, you you get a everyone notices on whatever workspace desk table is in your kind of section of things. 
Um, a small little envelope appears with your name on it. And when you open it and look inside, it says, uh, come to the Locust Moon. I need to talk to you all. It's urgent. Signed, uh, Abigail. Abigail, Abigail. Do we know an Abigail? Yes. She takes care of all of our needs for the little knickknacks that we have around the place. Always gives us the best prices as well. Oh, sorry, I mixed her up with the other NPC who like makes us who's like awkward around us. Sorry, y'all. <laughs> oh. Yeah, she's the she's the shop owner. Okay. Well, I was meaning to stop by and see Abigail anyways. It's been months since I've been able to go. I mean, you did choose a career that involves that, but go off. Doesn't mean I can't miss the good places around this place. <laughs> oh, there are so few good places here, but yes, I get what you're saying. Alright, so you all, are you all headed, you're headed to Locust Moon? Yes, I grab a small little notebook uh, and pen on my way out and throw that into my pocket. I literally thought you were about to say you were going to grab, like, a small nip of, like, alcohol to, like, <laughs> on your way. Like, no, a li- like no, some little, no, tic- honey. like, a little go juice. No. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Are you not going to fill up your beer belly before we leave? That's a real product, by the way. It's like a, <laughs> like a camelback you strap to your stomach and you put the thing out through your flies. So you can sneak beer into, like, baseball games and stuff. No, just... Just, just the one shot to, uh, to to warm the spirit as we move along. All right, so we do the like Scooby Doo style. You all are at the Locust Moon, so this is nah, a. Nah, 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 nah. It's like a, I wouldn't say it's a big shop, but it's it's like a decent size shop. Um, that's that's well kept. Um, everything's generally in order there. I think most people know that this is kind of like neutral territory when it comes to like which things like people coming in here, try not to start things. Abigail has a very strict, no fighting. I will fucking kick you out of here without even hesitating kind of rule. Fair Um, enough. She did punch out that one biker one. So I will acquiesce to her request. Um, so you all come in, um, the new girl in the shop whose name you have not learned yet because every time you walk in, she disappears, sees you walk up and she kind of bounces and heads to the back of the shop. Um, And then Abigail emerges and says, ah, I see you got my letter. We did. I'm I'm surprised how you got, how did you, did you send it by owl? Is that how this works these days? She kind of just looks over. She's like, I, I'm a very magical, powerful witch. I just cast a spell and sent it to your location. I don't do owls. It's very similar to illusion magic. I'm very impressed by it. She kind of nods and she goes, um, I need you all. She kind of like looks around her shop, which is generally empty, spare, like aside from like maybe a, a couple people in one of the like sides of the shop looking at like books and things she's like i wanted to discuss some um new healing herbs that i picked up um that i think are gonna be really helpful for 
you know, you all come in with some cuts and scrapes and bruises and whatnots. And um, I just, but we should probably talk in the back because I want to show you some of the the goods that I've acquired. Um, so you gotta just, just follow me, follow me. Um, and then she kind of snaps a little bit. She's like, um, someone give me a name for the for the girl that's scared of all of you. Olive. Clementine. I heard was that Alice. I said Olive because Olive? you said all of you, <laughs> and I said Clementine because I figured that's the name for someone who doesn't like to be in public much. I thought you said Turpentine. <laughs> <laughs> all right, we're that's gonna a go- punk name. We're, we're gonna. Well, I somewhat. We said uh, Olive was the first, like the first thing I heard. Is that right? Yeah. We're going to go with all. So she's like, Olive, I need you to come out front. Um, I need you to watch the store. And she kind of comes out and like skirts like around all of you. Um, and then goes to like the cash register area. And um, Alice wa- or uh, Abigail walks you to the back, um, kind of closes the door and kind of there's a she's like a small like she probably uses the space for like readings and and other things um but it's like a round table in the in the middle of it it's all everything's very like decorated like you can tell she like takes great pride in like all of the accoutrements that are around the space there's candles everywhere um there's like a crystal ball in the middle of the table and some other things she's like um i need you all to have a seat this is ooh, today's been a day and i don't i'm not feeling great about about things right now um and I trust that I can tell you something and you'll both uh, deal with it, but also not make it known that you're dealing with a thing. Does that, do we, do we so, understand each other? So deal with it, but don't also make it a big deal. Surreptitious involvement. I approve. She's kind of like. Doesn't by most... any chance have to do anything with our dear friend Naomi. She gives like this deep sigh and she's like, oh, that fucking bitch. Yes. I mean, mm. what? Um, we ran into her at the bar. She was with her Lovely friends. girl. They were being odder than usual. It was like a mean girls convention. She's like, yeah, so here's the quick of it. They're working on a ritual spell that they're planning on casting in two days at sunset. And I don't have the details on it, but whatever it is that they're about to do is about to be very bad for anybody who is not a traditional witch. Um, something about top tier magic better than everyone else. Um, something, something get on our side or maybe die. I'm not entirely sure. Oh, so they're going to be just their usual charming selves. And I'm, I'm going to need you all to deal with it because I mean, I serve everybody who comes into my door because a dollar is a dollar and I need to maintain my business, but she can't be in power, like mm-hmm. actual legitimate power. No, we have to take which Karen down. She's like, 
So, I, I mean, I have some possible thoughts on things, nothing concrete, but it's definitely happening on the rooftop of the D&B building, definitely two days at sunset. And it sounds like she's kind of doing an open call for anybody who is a traditionalist Hmm. and wants to get things back to the way they were, which always sounds just like coded bullshit to me. Hmm, Um, That must be what that flyer was. Yeah, that's that's how I came across it. There was someone was in here, handed somebody a flyer. They kind of threw it on the ground after the person left. And, uh, you know, I did I did some asking around and uh, that's what I got. But, uh, but yeah, I've always done you all solid when you come in here and do, you know, need some some healing and some care and some whatnot. So I'm. I'm really hoping you have it in you to go to go fuck this bitch up. I mean, you hooked me up with that meteorite, what, like a year ago? So I owe you. Oh, don't worry. We have uh, no problem messing with them whatsoever. She's like, yeah. So, I mean, it's probably worth noting that, like, D&B is not easy to get into, um, and I, I heard to, so just one thing on top of another, uh, Chad Montgomery, the third, the fuck all that he is, sorry, language, um, is instituting curfew for this week because of all of the petty crimes that have been happening around the city as if petty crimes don't always happen, even if there is a curfew. But he's trying to, I think, put a bit of a stronghold on people being indoors. And I don't want to say that it's connected, but I don't know. It all just feels fishy to me. I mean, why do we have to go in? We can just go up and over. It's like, I don't really care how you do it. They'll be on the rooftop and we need to get there or otherwise prevent them from doing this. Well, like, we do have an illusionist. Mm-hmm. And does anyone have, you know, a fear of heights? I could give a few people a fear of heights. <laughs> there you go. At least for a right, she while. Goes, she looks at you all, she goes, okay, um, so I can't keep you all back here forever because eventually someone's going to notice that I'm not out doing my thing. So... If you all and she kind of like starts ushering everybody back out the room which, <laughs> as you like as you walk out the door, she's like, and that's why, like, I really thought these herbs were something special. And I can't believe that it was just a pile of lilacs. You would have thought that I would have realized that those weren't the herbs that I wanted. And I mean, they smell so pretty, though. I thought maybe they could do a little bit of healing. My, I'm so sorry they, that I wasted all this time. It's OK. They, they were dusted with illusion dust. It's OK. She's like, anyway, and she kind of like wanders off into the sacks and is talking to a couple customers as it's gotten a little bit more lively in the in the shop. Well, let's go back to the warehouse and plan. Um, so as you all step outside, before as you're going to get into the van, you hear somebody from around the corner 
kind of a, a bigger boomy voice is like, I thought I might find you all here. And you all turn and look. And it is a a former, not really part of your coven, but former acquaintance of yours uh, named Strike. With a Y, because he's an asshole like that. Chase disagrees. <laughs> and Thalia doesn't disagree with either of those assumptions. <laughs> so, I need you all to... So, Strike is pissed at you all. What is it that you all did that would have made him this angry that he's now got some bloodlust for you? I told him his why was pretentious. <laughs> I may have messed around with his cable, but look, he started it. All right, I'm going to look. Those are those are some like I feel like those are like those are building. What that feels like <laughs> we need like a I'm going to I'm going to turn to Anfalia. What what happened that this man is like pissed at all of you? Well, he left the coven and Ooh. we uh we couldn't couldn't be having any of our you know even if you were only an acquaintance or someone we knew uh a little bit, we couldn't have any of our secrets getting out so. We, I may have erased his memory of all of his loved ones. Oh, and wow. I was able to get some back, but not all of them. So, was this that you were attempting Damn. to like wipe the bits about like your secrets, and you actually wiped a ton of things? I sure did. <laughs> because my my powers manipulating living things including people and their memories but i'm i don't always succeed at some of the more complicated things okay orca all right so he comes on the corner he looks at all of you and he is riled the fuck up and he's like i don't remember i don't know who fucked with me but why can't I remember my sister? <laughs> and what? he, he lob like you see him uh, start like moving his arms a bit to do kind of spell casty things. He was always very dramatic about everything. Um, and he goes to like zap with like kind of a, a like a bolt of electricity. Um, but because his memory's a little fucked, he missed a piece of the step or piece of the of the spell. And so it bolts kind of to the side of you all and it hits the van. <gasps> oh hell no, not he did not van. hit Betsy. Not the van. Not the gumdrop van. <laughs> and so he's he's like fuming. Uh how are you, like so that happens? What are what are you all doing? Um, I'm gonna look at Shade first. What are you doing? I'm just looking a little with amusement because he's always been more dramatic than actual action, and so he's gonna huff and he's gonna puff and he's gonna be upset and he's probably gonna calm down and actually tell us what he really wants to do in a moment. 
Okay, so you're just letting him, like, let out some steam? Blow off some steam. It's okay. worked in the past, at least. Um, uh, Unfalio? What are you up to? Um, Unfalio is, a, like, also has this in, in, uh, impression that he's kind of just throwing a tantrum, but also knows how bad it was that, um, she erased most of his memory. So, I'm taking my violin that's sort of strapped to my back like a guitar, but a lot smaller. Um, and just being prepared should perhaps his tantrum get a little too big. Okay. Um, and then Chase and, uh, uh, Zed, like trying to make sure I get people's names. What are, what are either of you doing? I am wrapping a length of chain around my knuckles because he did not fucking touch the van. Okay, and Chase? I, I comment on his aim improving. Uh, okay, and so he... He, he kind of retraces his steps, does it again. Uh, and Chase, you get struck by lightning. Well, damn. And you go flying back about 10 feet and smash into the van. Um, and he says, how was my aim that time, you piece of shit? Mm, I mean... Mm. Strike, Sorry. have you gotten it out of your system? What do you want? He's like, oh, my fucking memory's back. I can't remember shit. And you all did this. You all fucked this up. I don't need your condescension right now. I am rightfully pissed off. All you had to do was ask. All you had to do was not be a dick about it, but you know. I'll get up and brush myself off and head over to Unfalia and and whisper, Can you do something about this? Can you give it back? And... Uh, why I while because right now Shade is sort of occupying the conversation, uh, with him. I sort of like lean over and whisper, "I don't think by myself. I think I'd need some help." I'll help you if I can. Excuse me, before you help him anyway, I need my pound of flesh. So let me go ahead. Um. Is this uh, I want to roll you punch have... him. Um, I would say, I mean, technically, that's. I mean, really, the way that the dice work is that you just roll, you roll your two d six, and then you add if you feel like your rebellion fits under this. It's definitely not your magic unless you're using magic as part of your punch. Nope, just punching. So then, what's your but what's I'm... your rebellion again? Well. I'm just going to fit here, make your maybe, but I did get, pull out a length of chain to use as an improvised, you know, sort of brass knuckle. I'm like, I feel like that give, should give I'll me give a, a plus one. Yeah, I'll give you a plus one for being prepared. Yes. More than enough. Let's go ahead and see what the dice say. Um, be nice to me, dice, or else. Can I attempt right. to uh, counter and block him from making this a worse issue than it needs to be? 
he touched Betsy. I'm sorry, I can't let that slide. You're not the one who's going to have to buff out all the dents and stuff. Um, TZ, I... what would you what would you do to try and block this as he's rolling his dice? Um, and future, gonna... go ahead and roll like roll your two d six while while this is happening. Three d six thing. Wait, is it two d six or three? It's two d six, and you get plus one. Like oh, not, not plus dice, just plus, plus one modifier. Okay, perfect. I'm going I to. A, uh, I got a three with my plus one modifier, <laughs> and I'm and I'm going to slightly rub my uh, my bracelet and uh, say a few words under my breath to uh, cause him to trip over his own feet. Uh, so TC, roll roll me two d six plus one for your item of power. And Seven. Then, and then what's your craft? Uh, oh, your hexes. Hexes. That okay. totally works. So, two, so that would so, be eight. Okay. Um. So it's a complicated success. So like it's. Um. What you I will say is I'll give me. <laughs> um. What I'll say is I'll give you the option. So either you can it will succeed and you will trip him, but he's going to trip and fall into strike, or. You cannot and let him attempt his swing, which looks like it's going to fail from your perspective. I'll let mine fail. Okay. Uh, so, Zero Cool, you, with your three of trying to hit him, uh, and you get to take a charm for that, you, you go to swing... And, like, you're so pissed about the van that, like, you're not even looking clearly. You're not even thinking clearly. Your vision's you're angry. And you take a swing, and he, like, just easily sidesteps you, and you kind of trip over your own feet and go kind of past him a little bit. Um, over to Anfalia. Are you attempting to do some big magics? Yeah, so, um... With everything going on, the fact that our um, one of my friends has been struck by lightning, the other one just tried to punch somebody and is probably about to get struck by lightning or something else themselves, I say enough, and I use my violin bow and strike a very dissonant chord and attempt to give a very temporary paralyzation to uh, the uh, antagonist here, trusting that the person who already tried to punch somebody still can't punch anybody. Striker with a pretentious Y. Yes. <laughs> uh, okay, so I heard you're using item of power. Yes. Uh, you have been, like, getting prepared. You were, like, you... you so I'll give you those. And then... Uh, you've got Chase helping you so you can potentially re-roll a dice if you need to. So, plus two? Yeah, so that's... Um... Uh, am I getting one for my craft as well since manipulation is my craft? Oh yeah, take plus three. Uh, so that comes out to a ten. 
Amazing. So it succeeds. So he is paralyzed. Wonderful. So you see him kind of like freeze in place and he's like, I, is it full body paralysis or is it just like his arms or like what is like what was what were you going for neck down neck down okay so you see him like standing in place and he's like god damn it okay now let's talk about this like civilized adults and i shoot a little bit of a glare over at Zed. And he says, what's there to talk about? One of you wiped my memories and now I don't know anything. Well, if you had just said so and perhaps asked instead of shooting people with lightning... Perhaps we could help you. And I would ask you to remember the part where you agreed to this in the first place, but unfortunately that was probably one of the memories that got wiped. It's a sunshine of the the spotless mind situation there, buddy. He's probably going to forget that reference too. And he just stares at all of you and he's like, I... Whatever you did, I don't remember my own family. I have people that come up to me and call me by my name, and I know that they know me. I don't know who they are. And then this one dude got super pissed off because apparently, like, we were dating. I don't know. I couldn't remember. Oh, he forgot Chaz. Good. Yeah, you don't want to remember him, honey. Believe me. He's like, so are you going to give me my memories back? If you act with some decorum, we could try a ritual to help you. He's like, well, I'm currently frozen in place, so I feel like I can't be any more decor than this right now. I mean, I haven't heard a please or thank you so far, and those really are the magic words. Let's not push it too far. He doesn't understand why he shouldn't be as mad as he is. Let's cut him a little slack. Yeah, I agree. And I got hit by lightning. What do you need from us? I need some help with a ritual. Mm -hmm. This is uh, giving memories back is harder than taking them away. So we're going to need to uh, perhaps pop back in the shop and grab a moonstone. And... I've got some wires we can put on his brain. Head. Definitely not, not on his um, brain. Yeah, sure. Those are help. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, we'll just we'll make quick work of this together. Hopefully. Of course. All right, so you're going to go in, you're going to get some moonstones. Yes, we need a moonstone to restore memory, which I'm sure the shop has. Oh, yeah. So you come back in and immediately uh, Abigail kind of looks at all of you and is like, I thought you were leaving? Strike. It's strike. She goes, ah, yeah, him. 
we're we're gonna need um a moonstone or why don't we grab two just just in case i'm gonna take out my notebook for higher level hexes i need to write them and burn them I'm, I'm still standing outside. Verse hex. So, I will take and write the text in reverse of a forgetfulness hex, and burn that to counter the forgetfulness as part of all of this. Okay. And I will burn it in the hand that's holding, uh, the hand that has my bracelet. All right. Um, and Anfalia, what, what were you doing? Like, what was your part in, in kind of trying to restore some of this? Yeah, so essentially, I am going to go, once I purchase the Moonstone, and I'm going to go back to Paralyzed Strike and hold a Moonstone onto the middle of his forehead. Um... And, uh, basically, I sing a little tune under my breath, usually, to, uh, take away memories. But, given that I have to try to give them back here, I need to draw some power from my friends while I do it. And it becomes a little more audible. It sounds a bit like a lullaby, which is a little odd coming from my mouth, given that I'm usually half scream half singing but (laughs) um yeah we're gonna try to uh draw some ritual power from uh my coven here along with the anti-hex that uh shade is helping me with well i'm gonna go ahead and make a crude mockery of like an eeg you know setup And, you know, we're, we're scanning the memories into your brain, is my justification for this. Okay. I'll set and up an illusion little... around him to relax him, to help the memories slide in a little bit easier. Ooh. What's my uh... brain was just like, did you just do magic poppers on his brain? <laughs> yes. I was going to go with elevator music, but you yes. said it, not me. <laughs> magic poppers for the brain, we love it. <laughs> Open um, the mind. Okay, so I'm gonna say that the ritual that Anfalia uh, is trying to do requires two people, which would be uh, Shade and and her, and that way they like the reverse hacks the music, and I'm gonna say that the other two are helping, so that'll count as two possible re rolls for this because this is big magic. Um, so I think with all of that. I think you got your item of power, you're preparing yourself, you've got your craft, so it's plus three to your roll with a possible two re-rolls. Or two individual dice re-rolls. Right. And both TC and I will roll. Uh, Only you roll. Oh, only I roll, okay. Yeah, TC, I'm saying TC's like required. A required person, got it. Yeah. Thank God for rerolls. <laughs> um, it, it it was a seven the first time, um, okay. but it became an eleven. Okay. So, so another success. 
Um, so he, he suddenly like you, so you're doing this whole thing. I've like, I like the, the scene is just wild to me. We've got shade with like a burnt piece of paper in his hand. We've got Anfalia on the, you're singing. Are you also playing your guitar? No, the, the violin's not involved in this one because my hand is on the moonstone on his head. So. Gotcha. So we're singing. We've got a fake EKG <laughs> on his brain. And then we've got the magical poppers illusion. <laughs> um, and so, like, all of this comes together. And, like, you see, because it's kind of, it's a bigger magic like there's it you can feel the energy in the room like it's almost like a swirling not smoke or fog but just kind of like a like literally swirling energy kind of around all of you um i and i feel like when this happens like when you really get in touch with like big magics and you're really like communing with whatever deity or or powers that be however your characters define that like there is a it's almost like a, a warmth or a comfort that like this feels right. Like it feels home, like almost like home. However, like a good home would feel wherever your space that you call kind of your space would be. Um, so it just like, everyone just feels really good in that moment as like all of this is swirling around and all this is happening. And then you see him and his eyes kind of like, they almost like go like, it's almost like his, his, the color in his eyes disappears and they just go like pure white for a second and then like re like come back. And when that happens, all of the kind of swirling energy in the room kind of gets sucked into his body and he sits up really quickly and he kind of looks around at everybody and he's like, shade. I'm sorry. Chase. Zed. Um, fuck all of you. Because <laughs> I remember everything now. Wiping my brain because I didn't want to be in the part of this little coven. It's a bit rude. Um, and then you see him, like, he stops for a second, and you're, like, watching him in real time start piecing some things together, and you watch his face kind of go from, like, pissed off at you to, like, really fucking confused to then afraid like he is sitting like staring at some focal point on the wall and like he has put some things in his brain together that like legitimately are scaring him right now and none of you have ever seen him scared before strike has always been like the most douchebag macho punk witch that he's needed to be this is this is a different side that none of you have ever seen of him before. Strike, are you okay? He just like sits there taking a few big deep breaths and like staring at the wall and he's like, wait, don't okay. talk to me right now. And like, he takes another couple minutes before he finally like, it almost feels like he doesn't breathe even for like a full three minutes. And he just kind of stares at everybody and he's like, there is some massively bad shit that is about to go down in this city. And I think you all are going to have 
to stop it. And that's where we're going to pause for a minute. And this is what we're going to call the end of act one. And so we'll be back next week with the exciting conclusion of witch punks. Uh, Once again, I have been your host, Eric. I am joined by TC, Dakota, Richard, and Future. Um, This has been The Queer Experience. All of our episodes are available on all podcasting platforms. And until next week, I will see you all later. 